Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. All right, I want to welcome you to Cyber Church. Man, here we go. We're going to get in the Word of God. We're going to talk about God or science. Who is right? You know what? We're going to end this battle once and for all. You don't have to be intimidated by science, and you don't have to be messed up by religion. And what you're going to find out is the truth is the truth, and the truth always stands. Listen, the greatest thing you can do to help the people around you is have an impact group. Get people together and go through these programs and discuss these things. Have question and answer. And I'm telling you, this is how I get people saved. I don't get people saved by poking them in the chest and telling them that they're going to go to hell and that kind of stuff. I get people saved by doing and what Jesus said. I teach them about the Word of God. Teach them what the Bible really says about things. And when people see that the Bible is applicable and gives them wisdom and help for everyday life, that's when they want it. That's when they want to become a disciple of Jesus. So go to impactministries.com. This entire series, as well as all of my series, are available for free. Listen, I want you to be sure and go to our website, impactministries.com, and get your free download, The God of Creation. I'm going to share a lot of details about this week that will be a help and a blessing to you. You want to have it, you want to know it, you want to share it. You know, today we're talking about God or science. Who's really right? You know, the amazing thing is when this program is over, and especially if you go into the detail of listening to the series that accompanies this program or reading my book, Apocalypse, you're going to realize that you have been duped almost your entire life by false science. And the goal of false science has always been to steal your faith, to rob your confidence in God, so that when your back is against the wall, you will not trust God. You'll trust the system. You'll trust everybody and everything except God. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I want your faith established in a God whose character never changes, whose faithfulness is immovable, who is unchangeable, and who always, always, always does everything he does because of his love for mankind. And I'll tell you, this whole series this month about the God of creation is going to help settle all of those issues for you. You know, there is a spirit that works in the earth, the Bible calls it the mystery of iniquity. Now, the mystery of iniquity, and you've heard me talk about this many times, the mystery of iniquity gets us into understanding the real way that the Satan has worked in planet earth and understanding the true spiritual warfare. See, almost everything we've been taught about spiritual warfare is nonsense. It's unscriptural. It's not based on the Bible. It's based on Luciferian doctrine. It's based on the false concepts that we have about the devil. We, and we haven't fully understood how all of this stuff works. But you know what? You're not going to be in the dark and you're not going to be a shadow boxer. Paul talks about not being a shadow boxer. You know, we don't want to be somebody who's fighting an enemy that's not even really there in the ring with us. You know, 2 Thessalonians 2, 7, we're talked about the spirit of lawlessness, or that's actually the same as the word iniquity. It says, 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 says this. It says, and then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Now, in this scripture, Paul is talking about the fact that people are trying to say that really the end has already come and gone. And he said, you know, people are going to say this, don't fall for it, because the truth is 
The second coming hasn't happened. The end hasn't come until the lawless one is revealed. There's a lot of end-time doctrines out there saying that the second coming has already happened, that it happened in 70 A.D. There's nothing in the entire Bible that follows that model or follows that concept. But even worse, the wicked one has not been revealed, the one who will bring to the world what Jesus said it would bring to the world. But the thing you want to understand is this. All of this started with iniquity, lawlessness. All of this started, and you've heard me talk about this before. Lucifer didn't fall. He didn't backslide. He didn't slip out of heaven. He rebelled. He chose to establish his own concepts of righteousness, his own concepts of truth, his own concepts of grace, his own concepts of justice and fairness, all of these things, and he declared himself more just and more fair than God. And he didn't just, like I said, fall or slip or make a mistake. He chose to exalt himself over God. And so iniquity comes into time and space in the universe or comes into eternity or however you would want to say it because a Lucifer brought it. He intended to be God. He intended to overthrow God. And he did lead a rebellion that led to one third of the angels fighting against God and his angels and being cast out of heaven. Now iniquity, we've talked about this. Iniquity is when you twist the Word of God, but basically, more than that, iniquity is anomia, no law. Anomia is the Greek word, no law. You reject God's commandments as the standards of values, morals, of fairness, of, you know, all things. Now, I'm not talking about getting under the law. I'm not trying to get you under the law, but I want you to understand that God's truth is absolute, and all the commandments taught us was how to love each other, how to treat each other fairly the way God really wanted us to. But also, you know, all of the Word of God gave us an account of who God was. And if we accept God's account of who He is, we see Him as fair, as just, as loving, as kind. And I'm going to tell you something. When you read my book, Apocalypse, and when you listen to this CD series, Apocalypse, you are going to understand that everything that you ever thought you knew that made you believe God was harsh, legalistic, mean, cruel, all those kinds of things, you're going to realize you were absolutely deceived by this spirit of lawlessness. Now, I want you to understand something. Science, as we know it in the world system, originated with the Nephilim. We talked about that last week. I go into this in the book and the CD series. I can't go into all the details here on this program. And basically, the whole goal of all of the science that was brought to the world through these fallen or rebellious angels was to distort God and make Him look angry, mean, legalistic, harsh, cruel, and undermine people's trust for God. Because you have to realize... Satan knows that he has but a short time. He has no illusion that he's going to win this battle. He has no illusion. He or the fallen angels have no false idea that they're ever going to come out of this thing anywhere except bound in chains of darkness. And so the only joy that he has, the only thing that he lives for is to steal, kill, and destroy and blame it on God. He wants to destroy everything that God loves. Now, the God of any system is the lawgiver of that system. The kingdom of God is based on God's word operated in love. The world system is based on Luciferian humanistic philosophy. Now, 
you're either going to function in one system or the other. And the truth is, all through history, our entire educational system, and very specifically, the scientific community has served to be the main focal point, the main place where the battle for your faith takes place. The battle for your faith doesn't play so much in temptation to sin, even though that's a battle, that's a struggle. It doesn't so much take place in religion. And if you're in a church, it's kind of compromising and that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, there's a battle there. But the real battle gets down to what you believe about the character and the nature of God. And all of this is actually brought to the forefront in whatever you believe about creation. Now, the truth about creation is a focal point of the battle for your faith. Now, if you have to minimize creation, if you have to kind of squint your eyes when you read the book of Genesis about creation, if there's some part of you that has to kind of explain or be apologetic about the story of creation, then I want to ask you, what are you going to do when the wicked one appears with lying signs and wonders? What are you going to do when science is telling you that aliens are invading the world? What are you going to do when there's scientific proof that we were created by aliens? What are you going to do when everything around you contradict the Word of God. But I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to be deceived. The greatest thing that's going to happen, the greatest destructive thing that's going to happen before the tribulation is the great deception. The great deception is going to come about because people don't know their God and they don't know their Bible. And I'm going to tell you something. It's got to start with creation. We've got to look at the biblical facts about creation. We've got to see what the Bible has to say about creation. And we've got to decide do creation and science conflict with each other? Do creation and science support each other? You need to stop and think about it. In creation, the second law of thermodynamics was violated no matter what theory you believe about creation. Stop and think about it. Scientists tell us that in a closed system that all things tend toward chaos. All things tend toward disorder. That's why if you don't wash your car, it's going to rust. That's why if you got a hot drink and you leave it sitting there too long, it's going to get cold. Or if you got a cold drink and you're sitting there too long, it gets hot. Everything tends toward chaos. You know, you drop a glass and break it, and no matter how long you wait, there's never going to be a day that suddenly those pieces of that glass are going to come back together. That's the second law of thermodynamics. Well, in order for there to be a creation, which we naturally know scientifically that there was a specific point in time that there was a creation. Even though science denied it for about 5,000 years, actually more than 5,000 years, we know that there was a point in time there was a creation, which meant order had to come from chaos. How can that happen if what we are being told is true? How can that happen if there is not an intelligent creator? Listen, be sure and come back, man. I tell you, I want to take you down this path, build your faith, make you strong in your heart. Man, I know your curiosity has got to be piqued. I know that you're getting questions answered already, and you're going to get more questions answered. Listen, this month you can buy my book, Apocalypse, or you can get the series, Apocalypse. And you know, I always have different things in my books and I do my series, but you know something? You go to my website, and if you want to buy both of these this month, you can get both of them for a special price because we want to be a blessing to you. And don't forget to download your free CD. Man, I'm going to invest everything I've got into your life today. 
You know, you'll hear me say it so many times. Darwin's theory was only a theory. And I'm going to tell you something. I have discovered that most people like Darwin, Karl Marx, other people like that who have been people who changed the world's view of God in the Bible were usually people that had a bone to pick with God. They had a reason that they wanted people to disbelieve the Bible, usually because they had some religious concept that didn't work. They had a big disappointment where they felt like God had let them down and they become angry at God. Well, I want you to understand something. All theories of creation, including Darwin's theory of creation, violate the second law of thermodynamics. Only the Bible can tell us accurately how and why that law was violated. And in fact, even if science got everything right about what happened, science can never answer the question about why it happened. Why are we here? Why did this happen? Why were we created? Science cannot answer the why question. Now listen, not only does creation itself violate this law that says that order cannot come from chaos, but each day of the six days of creation violate this. You know, the Bible says at the end of every 24-hour period, it says, you know, and this is day one and evening and morning. Now, what's interesting is the concept of evening in the Hebrew language has to do with darkness and chaos, and morning has to do with organization and order. And so it's not just telling us that this is moving from one day to another day, but this is also telling us that at each stage of creation that all things moved from chaos more toward order. I want to tell you something. That is a phenomenal realization. Now, you got to understand something. Our universe is designed specifically for human life. And we'll get into this uh, somewhere this month because, man, when you start realizing how God created the universe to be specifically interactive with the human race, you think, man, alive, we are unique and special to God. But the universe specifically is designed for intelligent beings. According to Max Planck, we know, according to the laws of quantum mechanics, that human life is in interplay with the universe. We're not merely observing the universe. We are participating. We are co-creators according to the laws of physics. In other words, the universe, the world around us, is becoming what we expect it to be or what we perceive it to be. And this is why our perception of the world, our perception of what's coming down the pike is so incredibly important to the people that deceive you. Let me tell you something. I live in Huntsville, Alabama. I live where a third of NASA's budget comes. Let me tell you something. I talk to scientists, and the only reason that many of the scientists that back global warning, the only reason they do is because the majority of them would lose their jobs if, in fact, they didn't, because this is one of these things that the government forces. Now, you got to realize, you know, for years, you know, in the 70s, we were told that there was going to be a, another ice age coming. And then, you know, we've had all kinds of predictions from the left about uh, all of these disasters that were going to come on mankind. And let me tell you something. The disasters that have come have all been man-made. Not man-made because man corrupted the environment, but just man-made and then blamed on false science. But 
I want you to realize something. It's very important that you believe that the world's getting darker, that the world's getting worse, that there is no hope. Because if you come to believe that in time, that is what the world has to become. You see, in doing quantum experiments or subatomic experiments, one of the things that we realize is that Two different people could do the same experiment, and the outcome would be different because we understand that at the subatomic world that the observer alters the outcome of the experiment. See, our universe, according to Max Planck and according to many other brilliant, intelligent people, our universe can't exist apart from intelligent interaction. Now, i got news for you. If the world can't exist apart from intelligent interaction, you can be sure of this. It could not have begun apart from intelligent interaction. Now, this may be a prime factor in what God was talking about when he gave man authority over planet Earth. After all, planet Earth is becoming exactly what we perceive it to be. You ever wonder why the Antichrist is waiting to come to power? You know, if the devil could do everything that the world, or everything that religion says he could do, he would have already killed us all. He would have already taken over the world. If the devil literally had any kind of authority, or if he really had power, he would have already destroyed all of us. The devil doesn't have authority, and he doesn't have any real power. All his authority and power comes from what people give him. Now, if man has authority on planet Earth, then you have to realize that at some point, the cumulative belief of the inhabitants of planet Earth start affecting how the universe goes, how the world goes. So in other words, let's say that if, if uh, three-fourths of the people in the world are expecting doomsday, then it very well could start affecting the climate. It very well could start affecting things. So it's very important that you believe in a world that's falling apart. Listen, I got news for you. The world's not going to end by World War III. The world's not going to end by meteors hitting. The Bible tells you how the world's going to end. Get over it. Stop being afraid. Stop buying into all of these ridiculous hypotheses. Let me tell you something. But up until the time that Jesus comes back on the scene, the world will progressively become what man expects it to become. You know, Proverbs 11, 11 says this, by the blessing of the upright, a city, and you can say a city, a country, you might even say the whole world is exalted, but it's overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Man, if you can get people believing and speaking death, if you can get people feel full of fear and talking fear, I got news for you. It is going to alter everything that's happening in the world around us. This is why it's important. You know, the tribulation is not the wrath of God. I'm so sick of religious people telling you this. I'll tell you, there's people out there telling you that the tribulation is God judging the world because we haven't observed all of the feasts in the Bible, or God's judging the world because we haven't kept all of the Sabbaths. Let me tell you something. There's things I don't know about that. There's things you don't know about that, but I can tell you this. We have a covenant with God in the Lord Jesus Christ, and it is not going to be God who brings chaos and trouble and tribulation of the world is going to be the man of iniquity, the man who leads the world in rejecting God's morals, values, and standards. But if we know the truth, if we know that Jesus is the deliverer, he's coming to deliver us, and he's coming to establish his kingdom, and he's coming to overthrow the wicked, well, now I got news for you. We'll have hope in our hearts. We'll be a light in the darkness. Now, now let's get back to this thing. The Bible and the science, who are you going to believe? See, one of the greatest contradictions to the biblical account of Genesis is the six 24-hour days of creation. 
Now, we have the fossil records and the measurements of radiation in the universe that tells us that the universe is about 15.5 billion years old. And then you read the Bible and it says it was created in six days and that man's only been here about, you know, five, 6,000 years. And he's like, okay, who are we going to believe? Who is right, the scientist or the God? Well, Nietzsche claimed that the discoveries of Copernicus, Galileo and Darwin had laid God and the Bible to rest. Well, let me tell you something. Copernicus and Galileo, they were the ones that discovered that the earth was not the center of the universe. They didn't prove the Bible wrong. They proved religion wrong because religious leaders in their interpretation of the Bible, they came up with scientific things that were just not scientific and they just were not factual. The earth is not the center of the solar system. You know, nearly a thousand years ago, an ancient Jewish philosopher or theologian wrote this, conflicts between science and the Bible arise from either a lack of scientific knowledge or a defective understanding of the Bible. Let me tell you something. The better science gets, the more it catches up with the Bible. Now, the battle for your faith, you have to understand, all this ego and dogma on both sides is because there's a lot of power and wealth at stake about who can capture your minds and who you'll put your confidence in. You see, you can't be controlled by the world's system unless you fail to trust God unless you fail to trust God's morals, values, and standards. Listen, socialism, communism, progressivism, all of these need for you to be a humanist. The most important part of overthrowing any nation is demoralization, where people reject the law of the land, they reject the word of God, the family is torn apart, uh, normal values and standards no longer apply. And I want to tell you something. History has shown us that once, that once the left demoralizes a nation, that all that is left to do is then create chaos and collapse the economy and the people, will, because they no longer trust in God, they will turn to the leaders and say, you've got to save us. But listen, let's see what the Bible says is true about this whole thing, who we're going to trust. See, the answer to the question, God or science, six days or 15 billion years, may be understood in this Bible verse that really lines up with laws of quantum physics in Psalm 90, verse 4, where it says, For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it's past. Now, that's really interesting and an accurate verse. You have to realize that in creation, uh, time and space are intimately linked. And in fact, time actually stretches out with space. Time is elongated in correspondence with the perspective that we have. With dimensional objects, we take it for granted that as we get further away, they become smaller. The same thing happens with time. It's elastic. It's dimensional. And we have to understand that time and space are interlinked, and time is not fixed. As a matter of fact, when you walk across the room, believe it or not, because you're moving, time slows down for you just because you're moving. In fact, if you put an atomic clock in a jet plane and it flies halfway around the world, when it gets there, the clock in the country where it left and the clock that's on the plane, there won't be much of a difference, but they will no longer be in sync because time has changed for these people that are on these flights. You see, in this universe, time moves according to your perspective of it or specifically from the point of view where you're observing it. Listen, I'll be back in just a minute and I'll wrap this up for you and I'll answer some of these questions. I want you to be sure and be with me in October. 
when we have our heart physics weekend, it's going to be people who know how to connect to God in their heart that are going to be overcomers, that are going to be led by the Spirit. They're going to win no matter what comes on the world. You know, one of the most important things that can happen for this generation is for us to raise up leaders who understand the Bible and believe God. And I'm not talking about goofy religious stuff. I'm talking about believe God, walk with God, know God. They know how to be sound theologians. They know how to win the lost. They know how to work miracles. They know how to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you're called to ministry or you just want to develop yourself, you go to our website, impactministries.com. We have Impact International School of Ministry. We have been training people to fulfill their their destiny for about 30 years. And I'll tell you something else. The people who go through our school, whether they go into ministry or whether they go into business or whether they just apply the truth to life, I'll tell you what, they succeed. They succeed at business. They succeed at ministry. They succeed at life because the one thing about the truth is it's always true no matter what arena you step into. Impact International School of Ministry will equip you to not only change the way the world sees God, but change the way you see God. Based on the laws of physics, we know that time stretches out with space. So time is grasped by the perspective, by the place you are when you're observing that time. Now, when God created the world and the universe, he created it in six 24-hour days. And from the beginning, from where he was standing, this was absolutely six 24-hour days. But you have to understand, as the universe spread out and time stretched, looking back from where we are, it no longer is perceived as six 24-hour days. It is now stretched out to be 15 and a half billion years. But it's all one and the same thing based on this scripture that I just read you from the book of Psalms. Gerald Schroeder, an MIT scientist, calculated the age of the universe and the biblical six days of creation. And what he did is he divided the 15 billion odd years of the age of the universe by the approximately one million squared expansion of the universe. In other words, that's the rate at which we know the universe is expanding. And so he calculated the 15 and a half billion years by the rate of expansion, which would be one million squared, and arrived at approximately six days. You see, it turns out that they are all very well balanced each day. Actually, according to how time span, you know, the first day was 8 billion years, the second day was 4 billion years, and each day was half as long as the previous day when you're looking back at our time. So suddenly, you start realizing that we are describing the same events and the same periods of time, but we're describing them from two different perspectives. And what you're going to discover next week is you're going to discover that the biblical account of what was created when is exactly matching the scientific account. Don't miss it. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.